You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled One Thing, Part Four of Four. Enjoy. I thought we were going to finish up one thing last week. It was part three. We're going to finish it up today, okay? So this is part four of four of one thing. And let's get right to it. We're exalting our, uh, we're exalting our Lord Jesus, and we're, we're developing this singular focus on knowing Him. This is where life gets really satisfying. When, when your singular focus is to know Him. When He becomes the reason for all that you're doing. And let's go to Luke chapter 10. This has been our scripture that we've been looking at. 39 through 42. See, the truth about it is in Christ is the solution to every problem you have. Isn't that amazing? I love that. I know exactly where to look now for the answer to every problem that I have. No matter what it is, on my job, uh, in my garage, uh, my property, my vehicle, I know exactly. I talk to him about everything. Everything. He will get you in touch with the right people at the right time. He'll give you the wisdom you need to, for whatever area of your life there is a need. So in our relationship with Jesus is the solution to every problem, the provision for every single need, and the meaning of your life is found in your relationship with him. My heart goes out to young people when I hear the advice they're getting from guidance counselors at school. And they fill out a test and they tell them, okay, you need to do this. And, you know, this is a stable industry. This is a stable career. And you'll have a lot of benefits doing this. And I, I just want to say, no, tell them who they are in Christ. Tell them God made them and has a purpose for them. And they don't have to follow man's plan. They don't have to, to get inside of man's box. That they're unique and fearfully and wonderfully made. And that God has prepared a good life for them. And he has a plan and purpose for them. And he'll lead them into it. You don't need the affirmation of man to fulfill your destiny. You don't need the credentials of man to fulfill your destiny. Because he made you. So in Luke chapter 10 verse 39. Uh, we're just going to kind of. Uh, gloss glance over this until we get to 42 but Jesus is in the home of Martha and Mary their sisters this is these are Lazarus sisters and and Mary unlike her sister is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him now that's a big deal we need to go inside of Mary's heart Martha's sister there are a lot of other things that were pulling for her attention but she made a decision in the midst, there's a, her house is full, Jesus is here. This is, this is about as big a deal as you can get. You can imagine of all the things she might be thinking. My socks are on the floor in my bedroom upstairs. I've got to clean my bedroom, the bathroom, oh, it's a mess. And, you know, who knows what it was. The, the VCR wasn't working, I don't know. There's a lot of things she could be thinking of. A little throwback there. But she made a decision no matter what was done or undone in her life. No matter how many unfinished projects were calling her name. That it was more important to sit and listen to Jesus. There will always be unfinished projects calling your name. Always. You're never going to get everything done. I mean, I read a great book many years ago called Getting Things Done. David Allen. Excellent system for processing information and organization. But you'll never get everything done. You're never going to. Just when you think you've got everything done, guess what? Ten more things come along. Come on. Because things keep moving, right? The goal in life is not to get everything done. The goal is to know him more. This is our focus now. So don't let unfinished projects and, and um, the demands of others pull you away from sitting at his feet and listening to him. 
So Martha is not like Mary in this example at this point in time. She's looking around at all of the things that need to get, that she feels needs to, need to happen for this meeting in her house to be a success. And she's distracted, it says. In other words, things have pulled her attention off of Jesus. What's pulling your attention away from him? What's vying for your attention? She's distracted, and because she's distracted, because she's not focusing on him, she gets upset with him. You ever been upset with Jesus? See, when you're not focused on him, you don't realize how good he is. And then you'll start to blame him for stuff, you know, that he didn't do. He's waiting to bless you and strengthen you and encourage you. But Satan wants to take our focus off of him so he can try and twist our image of him. Wow. See that? Satan wants to keep you from focusing on Jesus so he can give you a distorted image of Jesus and make you think that Jesus doesn't care, that Jesus is mad at you, that you've made too many mistakes to come back to him. None of it's true. So Martha rebukes Jesus, and Jesus so lovingly, I love how he talks, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Wow. If ever there's been a culture that's worried and troubled about many things, it's today. Wow. So many things that want to upset you, to cause you to worry, to be anxious and afraid. But one thing Jesus said is needed, and Mary, the sister that you're mad at, (laughs) has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. No one can take away your relationship with Jesus from you. The life source that's unstoppable cannot be removed from you. You're his forever. You belong to him forever. Your salvation is secure. Your righteousness is secure. Once and for all, he saved you. Do you believe that if you make your relationship with Jesus the singular focus of your life, that he'll take care of everything else? Really, it's a good question. And I want to encourage you to answer this with a resounding yes in your heart. Let's just think about it. Come on, let's be real. I don't have, we don't have time to play church, right? The kids are learning about what the church is. The church is people full of the Holy Spirit. That's what the church is, right? Vessels of God in the earth. Let's be real. Let's just think about your life. Do you really believe? Now, just we're, let's go to Monday. Monday at 2.30. You know, right in the middle of another week, stuff going on. Do you believe Monday at 2.30 that if you keep a singular focus on your relationship with Jesus, that He'll take care of everything else? Do you believe that you can set aside time each day To be alone with Him? Or do you believe the demands of your life are too great that you don't have time to do that? This is not not about condemnation. We're not trying to get you into some kind of condemning, oh, I don't spend enough time with God. We're talking about knowing Him. We're talking about liberation and freedom. And uh, I forgot to tell you this. I meant to tell you it last week. When I brought up George Mueller in the second service, someone, it was their first Sunday there, and they came up to me after service, and this is my first Sunday here, and I feel like I'm home. And when you brought up George Mueller, I just about, and they said, my grandfather was one of George Mueller's orphans. How cool is that, huh? So that was in part two, but I just thought that was so cool how God did that, you know? 
I love these little stories that, that he shares with me. But George Mueller, we shared, he was someone who had uh, immense responsibility of thousands of children. But he made a decision that no matter what, no matter how large his responsibility was, and as I said, he oversaw 10,000 orphans and educated 100-some thousand children. No matter how large his responsibility was, he would set aside time each day to meditate in the Scriptures until his inner man was happy. And that's the key. We're talking about you being fulfilled. We're not talking about you checking off a religious to-do. Okay, I spend time with God today. Woohoo! Listen, how, we want you to eat and be nourished. To be strong as you go through the day. I'm amazed at how I process my day if I've already been with Him. There are things that will just roll right off me. And then if I, if I haven't been building myself, if, I haven't, if I'm not happy in Him, if I haven't been meditating on Him, there's stuff that can get me down that wouldn't get me down had I been thinking of Him. Busyness, we get no rewards for being busy. But the culture pressures you to be busy. As if that's a badge of being a good citizen, right? You're busy. Simplify. I love this about Jesus. He'll get rid of all the unnecessary stuff. And he'll streamline your life so that your time and your energy and resources are, are directed towards your destiny and the destiny of your family. So many fill their calendars with what the neighbors are doing and with what the other people at work or school are doing because they haven't been spending a time alone with the one who made them. Listen, you can't afford to miss what he wants to say to you. He will absolutely change your life and heal your body. He'll renew your youth. But you got to give him a chance. You got to get alone with him. And I love this is this is a, I know this is a challenge cuz we live by phones and 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 uh, you know timers and and calendars, but I I will promise you this, the Holy Spirit will let you know when you need to start and stop things. He will. He'll gently open your eyes in the morning when you need to get up. He will. See, the benefit, this is where we want to get away from the world's thinking. The, there's so, so many benefits to cultivating this sensitivity to His Spirit. Because I found, you know, and I'll just use an example. I was in, in music, and, and music is a discipline, and, and part of music is practicing a lot, you know. And there are guys, you know, that and people will say, you've got to practice this many hours. You know. So, you know, I got into a routine of, I think going back years ago, I had to get so many hours of practice in a day. And then, I, you know, I came to know the Holy Spirit, and I would find He would speak to me as I'm working on this discipline of learning music. And I thought I had to go for a certain amount of time, and He said, that's good for now. But it hasn't been my full hour block yet. You're good. Let's move on. But the experts say, I need so many hours a day in this, but I made you. I can do in you in 10 seconds what the experts could never do. See, there's a whole new realm of success available to you. A whole new realm of success and development. And it's intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Cultivate that during your day. He knows what you need. He knows what needs to be done. He's not going to let you fail. You may find that there are some things in your life that don't necessarily need to be there anymore. And that's good. 
Because they're sapping you of time and energy and resources. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to, to weed out and let go of the unnecessary. Of the stuff that's not born of you, that you haven't purposed for us. Help us to fill our days with, with what you've prepared. Are you willing to change jobs if he leads you to do so? What's your dream job? Maybe you've working in your dream job. What's the Holy Spirit made you for? That's really the question, isn't it? When you're doing what He made you for, man, there's a buoyancy. There's an inspiration that just doesn't go away. But when you're doing something that's forced... Monday through Friday or Saturday, hopefully not Sunday, it starts to grain on you. Or maybe you're in the right field, but you just haven't given it to Him yet. You just haven't seen it like He sees it yet. See, this is what time alone with Him does. It changes our, our vision and our picture of our whole life. I'm telling you, God wants to show you things that will blow your mind, that will cause your heart to leap, that will thrill you to your core. But you've got to give Him some time alone. See, and I find, now, what did, what did Paul say in Thessalonians? To pray continually, right? To pray always. That's God's will for us. What does that mean? We walk through our days in in continual fellowship with the Holy Spirit, right? And that's, that's so good. And no matter what you're doing, to just be conscious of the Holy Spirit, working with you on your projects at work and driving with you to, to pick up your children or grocery shop or whatever you're doing. But what I'm talking about is a, is a deliberate time set aside out of your day where you're alone with Him. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I promise you, you're not too busy for this. Don't turn this into a work now. We're not talking about trying to earn anything from God or feel, feeling guilty if we didn't spend time alone with Him. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a loving relationship. We're talking about sitting and having coffee with the one who made you. Make God a cup of coffee. Make yourself one. Put, sit down, put his cup there and your cup there and talk to him. He likes fresh ground Columbia. <laughs> so. <sighs> now check, I, I, I'm so thankful for Jesus. When he speaks, we're changed. So he's talking about uh, a singular focus in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to kind of jump through here. We want to get to verse 20. Uh, let's see. Well, down there, 22, 25, and on. But, so let's just start in verse 19. Now, this is so radical, so different from what the world pressures us to do. He says, verse 19 of Matthew chapter 6, Lay not up for yourselves treasures, Upon earth. Wow, that's different. So he with the most toys doesn't necessarily win, right? Where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Years ago, there was a president who tried to quote this verse, and he flipped it. And he said, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. Because he didn't understand the principle. It's not how it works. 
your will, your soul, chooses what's valuable to you. That's a decision only you can make. A forced decision won't work. That'll, that'll give way. But when you consciously of your own free will choose to value something, your heart will follow after that. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on what you've chosen, right? You may have chosen a relationship with someone who, who, will, who will hurt you, with someone who's negative and will put you down. But your heart's going to follow after that because for some reason you've chosen that's valuable to you. If you're in a relationship with someone who is, doesn't know how to love you with a godly love, get out of it today. You don't need that. You don't need someone in your life who's going to speak darkness into your life. Now, if you're married, we'll have to talk after. We'll try and rescue that first. So that's, a, that's another subject. Come talk to me after. Life. So treasure, what do you, and don't answer out loud, and this is just between your heart and God's heart, what have you chosen as the ultimate treasure in your life? I want to encourage you to make your relationship with Jesus the ultimate treasure of your life. And then your heart will follow after him. And, I, you know, obviously being a, in the body of Christ for uh, decades and full-time ministry, I talk with a lot of people and they say, I just don't know why. It just doesn't seem to work for me. And I got this and I got that and I can't. And I know the, the issue is they haven't made that decision yet. They're, they're born again. They put their faith in Christ so that for, for their salvation. But they, ha they haven't treasured him above all else yet. And see, that's what, when, you, when you're not treasuring him above all else, man, you get knocked around. So you're, you're born again. You, may be, have, you, you'll have, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You may be even baptized in the Holy Spirit. Do you realize you can be born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and not know God? Just know about him. There are ministers who don't know God. They know about him but they don't know him. We don't want to live like that. We want to move from knowing about him to experiencing him every day. So this whole series, one thing, is about making your relationship with Jesus the treasure, the treasure of your life that nothing else can compete with. And that applies to husbands and wives. If you're a husband, you choose to treasure your relationship with Jesus more than your wife. Same thing with a wife. If you're a wife, you choose to treasure your relationship with Jesus more than your husband. If you're a child, a son or a daughter, you choose to treasure your relationship with Jesus more than your parents. It's a big deal, isn't it? You won't hear this from the world because they don't know him. Why would you want to take advice from those who don't know him? Verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. And he says, if your eye is single, I love that. In other words, if you have a singular focus on me, your whole body will be full of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's move on. We're going to move down here. Uh, what is it? The verse 23. Um, let me see. Uh, let's go ahead and read that real quick. If your eye be evil, in other words, if you have uh, focused on multiple things instead of me, um, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? The New Living Translation says it this way. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. <laughs> if you think you can focus, if you, you can treasure other things above Him and still fulfill your destiny, that's darkness. I'll say that again. If, if you think that you can treasure 
other things above him and still fulfill your destiny, you're fooling yourself. You weren't on earth to be on the cover of Fortune magazine. You're on earth to fulfill a divine destiny. It doesn't matter who knows your name on this planet. It's who knows your name in heaven and in the realm of the Spirit. You're made to be on the cover of God's magazine. Listen, he's already got your picture on his refrigerator. He wants to publish you. Not punish, publish. Did you hear that? He wants to publish who you are. He wants to unlock the real you. He wants to put you in print so that lives are changed. He wants to make your destiny known to the world around you. And it comes by getting alone with Him. Let's go to verse, uh, let's see, 24. As well keep reading. No man can serve two masters. Can't do it. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, and that's a King James word for money. You can't, you can't have two masters, God and money. Therefore I say unto you, uh, I like how the King James says this, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? So let's go to the message translation starting that same verse, verse 25. This is exactly what we're talking about. I love it. If you decide to treasure your relationship with God above all else, that's what worship is. If you decide for God living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. Isn't that what the world is focused on, right? You, are you wearing the right brands? How shallow. Can you imagine choosing to talk to someone because of the brand of clothing they're wearing? How dark is that? Really? that you would choose your uh, relationships in your life based on the clothing they're wearing? We're encouraged in the New Testament to know people after the Spirit, not after the flesh, right? Hmm. You might be surprised that people that God wants to bring in your life don't wear the brands you think are valuable. I love the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So you won't, be, you won't be concerned about these things. They're not important to you. There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Wow. I like this. Verse 26. Look at the birds. Have you ever taken time to look at the birds? It's a good thing to do. They're free and unfettered. They don't have any clothes on. Way to go, birds. They're clothed with God's clothed them. Free and unfettered. I've never seen a, a, a bird wearing Tommy Hilfiger. I've never seen a Nike swoosh on a bird. They're free from all that. Woohoo! It's good to be free from what people think of you and from what others say you should do and you should wear and you should talk and you should this. Birds are free and unfettered. And come on, aren't they cool? They're just doing things that we can't do. They're flying around. You know, they're, 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 they have no, they're not tied down to a job description. I share this with my kids. I say, you know, my life of walking with the Lord, it just doesn't fit a job description. It doesn't. He's got me doing things I've never seen a job description for. Free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description. 
careless in the care of God. Listen, just trying not to worry doesn't work. You have to have something to replace it with. What is that something? Your relationship with the one who made you. I'm not worried because he's caring for me. I'm not just trying not to worry and not to be afraid and not to be anxious. No, I'm, I'm focused on how much he loves me and how he cares for me. We're careless in his care. Hallelujah. And you count far more to him than birds. Wow. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? No. I've tried. I wanted to be 7'4 and and play in the NBA, but it didn't work. All this time and money wasted. Wasted. You know what wasted is? Trash. Waste. You dispose of it. Money and time turned into garbage and trash. Because the focus was wrong. Oh, I, I won't use any names, but I, it's, it's so sad when you see someone very talented in a certain field and they're just, regardless of their talent, they lose it all because of their focus. They get caught up in, in the external things and never reach their destiny. That's not you. That's not you, right? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wild flowers. They never primp or shop. The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. Isn't that true? Have you ever looked at wildflowers? Did I tell you about our groundhog friend that ate my wife's flowers? <laughs> yeah, our dog and cat, they're, they're no longer with us. They were awesome. and our, our dog went to doggy heaven and our cat just disappeared one day. But... uh. <laughs> When they were around, we, we never saw any groundhogs. And uh, this spring, we saw this chubby groundhog, and he moved in under our deck. And he must have invited his cousin and aunt or something, because there was three of them under there. And uh, so it was before Eden's graduation party, Jennifer bought some marigolds. And they're just like glowing, bursting gold, and so pretty. And she plants them right in front of the koi ponds there in the little garden, and they're so pretty. And then a couple days later, I get up early in the morning, and I'm looking out the back at the garden there, and, and I see this groundhog sitting on his hind legs. He ate every flower. Gone. Jennifer said, I just spent $27 feeding a groundhog. I said, why don't you take him out for a steak or something? It would have been cheaper. <laughs> but flowers are beautiful. Wow, are they beautiful. And she's got these moms on the, on the front porch that are like this, I don't know, just purple. That phew. Look what God has made. And, and these flowers don't have a job. They're just being who God made them to be. You've never been more beautiful than when you're being who God made you to be. And if there's someone who won't accept you for that, you don't need them in your life. Young ladies, don't ever try and be something for, another, for a young man. Ladies of any age. Same thing with, with young men or men. Don't ever try and be something that you're not for someone else. Because you can't keep that up. Sooner or later, something's going to give. Be who God made you to be. Now, if God gives such attention, verse 30, to the appearance of wild flowers, most of which 
are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, and do his best for you? Don't you think God wants you to have the best clothes? Of course he does. That's the other side of it, see? We're not, fashion is not our objective, but God wants you to have the best. He wants you to have the best of the best for the rest of your life. For his glory, right? And because he loves you. So if he gives attention to wildflowers, most of which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? Verse 31, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. Bingo. Bullseye. Jackpot. Right? That's what God's trying to do. He doesn't have any weights to put on you. We're not talking about spending time with him for, out of religious obligation. He wants you to spend time with him so you can really relax and go through your day relaxed. He's got you. you don't, you're not in a rat race. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. You're walking on the path He prepared for your life. You're living the good life He made ready for you to live. Hallelujah. He wants you, see, if, we're, if we've got our attention on the wrong things, we can't respond to God's giving. God is a giver. He's the giver, and he wants to give things to you that fulfill your dreams. And religion has robbed people of this concept of God that, he, that he's after you, and he wants this from you, and he wants that from you. You can't have that, and you can't do that. That's not our Heavenly Father. So when you come to choose to come to a church... I'll tell you why I choose to come. I come to get. To get a fresh, hot Jesus. And people come to church for all different reasons. But you shouldn't be coming to church because you feel sorry for the church. You should be coming because they're serving fresh, hot revelation of the finished work of Christ to learn who you are in Him, how healed you are, how blessed you are, how strong you are, to learn that you have a destiny divinely prepared by the one and only maker of heaven and earth. That's why we come. Unfortunately, it's hard to find places like that. They're not as common. See, that was God's intention with the local church that they would be this, this location, this physical place that people could come and experience fresh Jesus. To be made whole and discover their destiny and grow in the relationship. But what happened? Obviously, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and over time, churches debating about you know, man's reasoning and, and doctrines. And now you've got churches you come into and they tell you the Holy Spirit's not for today. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for today. You shouldn't speak in tongues. The gifts of the Spirit aren't for today. It's not God's will to heal you. Things that are the very antithesis of who God is. It wasn't supposed to be that way. That's the enemy got in. All this denominational baloney. My baloney has a first name. O-S-C-A-R. I don't know the song. Yeah, you don't need that in your life. So we endeavored uh, to, to create a place people can come and don't have to, to, to plow through the baloney. Where you can have Jesus. We don't want to add anything to him. We don't want to take anything away from him. It, he is as he appears in the book. And all that he, everything you see in Acts is for you today. Don't let anyone tell you different. So... My life, my walk with him, when I found a church that would teach these things, and it wasn't easy 
Man, I plugged in. I'm like, you kidding me? Here I am. And I began sowing my finances into that local body because I know how God set this thing up. And I'm not going to invest in a place that's teaching things that Christ didn't teach. I'm going to invest in this fresh, hot revelation of Christ because what I invest in, I I get returns on. You have to have a different mindset when you come. We, We come to experience Him. Hallelujah. Where were we? Respond to God's giving. That's good. Verse 31. So verse 32 says, People who don't know God and the way He works don't know how good He is. They fuss over these things. They're afraid of missing out. FOMO's gone forever if you'll trust in Him. If you'll get alone with Him, you know what FOMO is, right? Fear of missing out. He's erad- his love eradicates that from your life. You'll never miss out when he becomes the singular focus of your life. He won't let you miss it. He won't let you. I mean, the, 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 the spouse that God has prepared for you could, could be on the other side of the world, and he'll see to it that you meet. If he's your singular focus. See, the success of marriage depends on this, on having a singular focus of Jesus. If people are struggling in your marriage, I guarantee you this isn't there. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. And if they're willing to just go back to this, the whole thing will turn around. But oftentimes they're not. They're so caught up in what so-and-so, what they said to each other, didn't say or didn't do, and they've been spending years and years and years and years and years like this, and they're so worked up on the inside. But if they'll just push all that away and say, Jesus, I want you, they'll have the marriage they've always dreamed of. This really is the answer. Man, how Satan has, has covered over the answer with so much baloney. I guess that's the word for the day. I'm going to have a bologna sandwich after a church. I don't ever, Jen's not here. I don't think we have any bologna in our house. I like salami anyway. So, so people who don't know God and the way he works, they fuss over these things. If you know someone who's fussy, this is why. If you're fussy, this is why. Get back to Jesus. Right? They fuss over these things. But you know God. You know both God and how He works. Now here we go. We're going to finish with these last two verses. And this is so good. Don't turn this into a work. Let's just read it. For after all these things, the Gentiles, those who aren't in covenant with God, seek fashion, money, success, Right? These are, these are the things they're seeking for. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. That's not what religion says. Religion says you don't need these things. You know, there are, and this is not unique to any one denomination, but there are Christian denominations that teach poverty. And they'll have their, some of their ministers take vows of poverty nothing is more contrary to God than a vow of poverty Jesus came that the poor would be made rich poverty came from the curse why would you pledge allegiance to a curse poverty is not from God it came into the earth through the curse of sin Jesus came so that curse of sin could be taken off of us and was put on him on the cross so that we could prosper The blessing of the Lord brings poverty. Is that Proverbs 10.22? Someone help me out. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth is what the Scriptures teach. See, people go with these doctrines of man. If they just read the Scriptures, oh, wait, wait a minute. Why would I want to take a vow of poverty to serve God when the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and He adds no sorrow to it? I'm setting myself against what He wants to do in my life. See, if, you get, if the doctrines of man are what you're filling your mind with, you can't receive what God has for you. Man, this is big. And it's so simple, isn't it? 
Just make Jesus your one thing. So according to Jesus, God wants you to have the best. He knows you need fine clothes. He knows you need these things. He knows that. He's not a nerd. I don't know what happens to us dads, but we, I, I entered into this nerd phase somewhere along the way where I don't know what's cool anymore. I don't know. But God never goes through that. He knows what's cool. He knows what's in. He wants to bless you. He knows you need these things. That's a false humility saying, I don't need these things. God says you do. God says you need these things. I, I just have to sit there for a moment. God says you need fashion. Are we just reading the Bible? Didn't, didn't Jesus, the Son of God, just say the Father knows you need these things? Didn't he? Why would you think God is against you having nice clothes? Anything good is from him. Right? I'm so glad for Jesus. Now, verse 33, this is, this is what unlocks the door. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What a deal. Here comes religion again. Takes this verse and turns it into a work you could never accomplish. You got to seek God first. You got to seek his righteousness. What does that mean? You got to do more things right every day. You got to become more righteous. And, you're, and the more right things you do, the better your chances are of this happening. Is that what Jesus just said? Well, he said to seek his righteousness, not your righteousness. What is his righteousness? A gift. You can't earn it. You can't obtain it through your own efforts. What does Romans 5.17 say? That uh, through the transgression of the one, Adam, uh, death made use of that one, of Adam, Seize the sovereignty, one translation said. Uh, but much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life through the one Jesus Christ. God's righteousness is a gift. You can't buy a gift. You can't earn a gift. The only thing you can do with a gift is receive it. So let's take your religious goggles off, your religious headphones. How do we seek the first, the kingdom of God? How do we seek first His righteousness? Not by doing, but by believing. This is huge. It will change everything. Religion has turned this into an unending verse of to-dos. You've got to seek it more. You've got to do this more. You've got to pray more. You've got to read your Bible more. You've got to go to church more. You've got to do all these things more. More, 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 more. And it never ends. We seek Him first not by doing, but by believing. It's the only way to receive and enjoy His righteousness. What do we believe that He's given us His righteousness as a gift? Highway Church, we focus on three things, believing three things, who He is, what He's done for us, and who we are in Him. Okay? So as you're cultivating this relationship with him, I want to give you, and I'm not going to read these. I'm going to just, I'll say them out. You, you make note of these scriptures and you read them. But your personal time with him will become full of these three things. Who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. When you spend time with him alone, he wants to instill these things in you. 
If you become solid in these three realities, no one and nothing can stop you. The reality of who He is, the reality of what He's done for you, and the reality of who you are in Him. That's why we emphasize these three things. It is a comprehensive focus. So who is He? Well, who is He to you? He wants you to know Him as your healer. The Lord, my personal healer. He wants you to know Him in that way. I'll give you some scriptures on that. Exodus 15, 26. You can write it down. Exodus 15, 26. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Matthew 8, 17. 1 Peter 2, 24. We could go on all day, but there's just four of them right there. He wants you to personally experience Him as your healer. Get alone with Him. Say, Lord, reveal Yourself to me as my healer. Just talk to Him. Don't pretend you know something that you don't. Just tell Him, say, Lord, I, I want to know You as my healer. He wants to reveal Himself to you as your righteousness. He is my righteousness. Some scriptures on that. Romans 5.17, what I just quoted earlier. 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. He wants to reveal Himself to you as your provider. The Lord is my provider. I'm not going to rack my brains trying to figure out how to do this thing. The Lord is my provider. When Israel came out of bondage, they were not excellent businessmen. God gave them wealth in one night. The Lord, my provider. Genesis 22, 14. Philippians 4.19. I just picked a couple verses. Again, we can take any one of these and preach on it for weeks. For time's sake, I'll give you a couple. He wants, he wants, him, he wants you to know Him as your shepherd. You know, Psalm 23.1, that's a great one. But Psalm 23 says that goodness and mercy will hunt me down for the rest of my life. Will be chasing me down. Following me. So do you get that picture? So if God is my shepherd, He's leading me. What's coming behind me? Goodness and mercy. I'm surrounded with Him. Front, back, and on both sides. Psalm 23, 1. John 10, verses 10 and 11. I am the good shepherd. I came that you might have life and life abundantly. God wants you to know Him personally as your success. As your success and the fulfillment of your dreams. Jehovah Nisi, God my victory, my banner. Exodus 17, 15 and 2 Corinthians 2, 14. That's who he is. It's just, I mean, we could go, there's <laughs> just a few dimensions of who, who he is. How about what he's done? What has he done for you? What have you done for me lately? Well, He's forgiven all your sins. Psalm 103, verse 3. Praise the Lord, O my soul, for getting all His benefits. Now, that was written before the cross. We say after the cross, not uh, that he, he has forgiven all my sins. Not He forgives. He already forgave them. Right? That was before the cross. So, He wants you to know that all of your sins have been forgiven forever. No one can change it. No one can take it back. No one can stain you again. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know that, that what He's done for you, not only has He forgiven all your sins, He's healed all your diseases. Psalm 103, 3. Again, remember you're reading the Psalms. That's before the cross. It's all done now. All right? He wants you to know that He has redeemed your life from destruction. He's rescued you from destruction. Psalm 103.4. He's crowned you with love and compassion. 
He wants you to know that He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Would you let God give you His concept of aging? Let Him reveal to you the strength Caleb had at 85. He was just as strong as he was at 40. So that's what He's done for us. And again, we're hitting just a a few of these. Who I am, who are you? So who He is, what He's done, who I am in Christ. He wants you to know that you're a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 He wants you to know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He wants you to know that you're dead to sin. It has no power in your life anymore. Drugs don't have a hold on you. Alcohol has no hold on you. You're free in the name of Jesus. Know who you are. And bondages dissolve and you're crushed because of who you are. You're not an addict. And I know they tell you you have to say that to be free, but it's not true. You say who you are in Christ. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a new creation in Jesus. you got to get mad at the reasonings of man. Not at people, but no one can set you free. No philosophy can set you free but this, who you are in Him. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God, Romans 6.11. I'm His very own child. I'm, I'm, be, I'm born of Him, 1 John 3.1. I'm a chosen race, chosen by God. I'm royalty. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a people belonging to Him. 1 Peter 2.9. This is for you. This is what you know now. This is what we meditate on when we're spending time alone with Him. We don't just sit there and check our phone and look out the window. No, this is what we're doing. That's why we're going over this. These are the things you want to fill that time with. Okay? I'm led by His Spirit. Those who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, right? Romans 8, 14. I'm His cared for one. I'm careless in His care. Psalm 23, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. For my righteousness is from Him. All right. That's what we do. This is, these are the things that will grow inside of you when you spend time alone with Him. But meditate on these things. Now the podcast will be out. If you didn't get them all, you can get them in the podcast. But write, write these references down. Man, make a document out of them. Copy and paste. Get the Scriptures and paste them in. And just meditate on those things during your time alone with Him. And watch the Holy Spirit just inside of you. And what's on the page will become your reality. Last, we, verse 33 we read, but let me finish with the message translation of verse 33 because this is that one thing. We'll sum it up this way in the message. Verse 33, pop it up there. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. Immerse yourself. That's what steep is. Just like a tea bag gets immersed in the water. Immerse yourself in the reality of what God has done for you. The reality of who He is and the reality of who you are in Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your grace. Thank you for changing us even now. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom. Rearrange our schedules. We give you authority over our calendar. Take anything off our calendar you want to take off. Put anything on it you want to put on. Help us to streamline, to simplify. Lord, that our time and energy would not be wasted on what the world wants us to do, but our time and energy would be invested in what you've created us for. In Jesus' name. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow 
in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good he is.